0: Welcome to Elite Six Think Tank, an open discussion group with business owners who share their knowledge, experience and skills. Welcome along to Elite Six Think Tank meeting, meeting 3,441, We count in seconds here. Uh, Last week we did talk about um, 2020 Vision. It was quite good we managed to stay on target because we were going to talk about that for the first week. Welcome along to Nick if you haven't met Nick. Um, meet him outside in the yeah. car park. After this uh,
1: conversation won't be
0: the yeah. last. Yeah. No, he's come twice now. He came to one of my smallest Elite Six meetings ever on Wednesday. We had uh, three members and two visitors, so it was uh, quite a hard case. But you've come back, so thank you for that. So, we'll, so what we do here, how it works, if it gets out of control, I do have these balls, and I normally have uh, three of them. And if you, you, you want to talk and you want to, talk, talk and you want to have your two yeah. cents worth, Mark, Mark, behave yourself. <laughs> If you want to talk, you put your hand up, right? And then you get a ball. And if you're talking too long, I'll come along and I'll pry the ball out of your hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've got three balls, and it kind of keeps us sort of not over-talking each other, because when you listen to it on a podcast, all you can hear is Nick laughing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so this, this week we've got ways to pitch your business. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually not a technical error. That is actually a big, long, dramatic <laughs> <long laughs> pause. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. What, no, else what else do we need no, to that's say? That's
2: good. What else do we need
0: to say? Anything else? No. No. All right. So I was talking about doing a picture, putra, picture. picture, picture, picture. Picture, picture. Picture, Right. So whenever I put my hand up, somebody say that word.
3: Say picture. picture. picture.
0: And what I was talking about, I was actually challenging everyone in Elite Six to have a PowerPoint presentation ready to rock and roll that basically explains their business in a nutshell. So, for example, if you turn up in an event and the speaker of the day decides not to turn up and somebody said, Ashley, I know what you do for a living, it's really interesting, you wouldn't want to hold the floor for 15 minutes, would you? Instead of wetting your pants on the floor embarrassing yourself, you can say, yep, I'm all prepared for that. Have a go-to PowerPoint presentation or know your business well enough where you can actually structure a speech that sounds really, really cool for fifteen minutes without it boring the hell out of everyone, or pulling out a PowerPoint presentation, which is death by PowerPoint. Or I've seen many times, which I love when David says, most common, the most commonly spoken words when somebody starts uh, a speech is. Can everyone hear me over the mic? Sort of talk, <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's like, oh, can you hear me at the back? And all of a sudden, the whole dramatic, uh, yeah. So when you know your gear, when you can talk without a microphone, when you can talk without a PowerPoint, when you can talk without a, uh, a written speech, you know that you're um, you talk too much. <laughs> yeah. So we thought of ways of pitching your business. So I, I got David yesterday, and we sat down for an hour, and I come up with a few go-to paragraphs where I could define what Elite 6 was um, and when I was doing my next, yeah I'd love to, they won't allow me to, but the point being I did a video and I finished up, had 10 minutes of video of me explaining what Elite 6 is about and the changes we've had and the rebranding and then the videographer guy cut out, cut out all the good bits and left me with two minutes worth of good stuff and he said but it doesn't all flow together. And I mean, oh, yeah. So, and I said, well, I should have done this at the beginning. I should have wrote a script out when somebody asked me about Elite Six. I can read a little paragraph that really defines exactly who we are. So this is what I come up with with David's help yesterday. He said, Elite Six is a progressive and forward-thinking organization that brings decision-makers together each week for an hour of interactive business networking. So I've got to learn to say that kind of word for word without actually looking at my notes when I'm looking at a camera. And the next thing is the key focus. Elite Six is helping you build your business community, not just getting referrals and leads. Next one is the secret to our success. So we're telling people we are successful, even if we're not. Is the support we give people in business. And I like that. And then the last last couple of paragraphs. Let me continue. Thank you. We will. Uh, we are unique because we're not industry based. Instead, we focus on in. Sorry, we focus on the individual's business, sorry, <laughs> I've got to learn this. Instead, we focus on individual business person uh, got to, <laughs> and their business needs. I've got to work on that one. We are all about business people helping one another improve their business and personal performance. Our unique proven format encourages our members to share their experience, knowledge and skills with each other. It provides a supportive environment that encourages them to talk about their business, their challenges, their successes. And then the last two parts is we're helping people build their business village. different? I'm Danny Teheck. I'm really proud of Elite Six and the effective support it provides for people. Now is the time to go to the website and make use of the opportunities that we provide. So I quite like that because it didn't have any dating it didn't have any negatives and it sort of defined who I were and I actually went away after doing that and I thought, I actually feel quite good about Elite Six it's been a hard start for the year for us, getting everyone going so sort of if you were to pitch your business what sort of five or six paragraphs do you think you could say about what you do? Uh, Okay,
4: if you insist If I made, if that were a speech or if that were, I do think it is, going on a pitch or or a, um, so
5: there's another name I too, isn't it? A ramble? It it's an introduction.
4: It's an introduction.
0: Yeah,
4: it's an introduction. It's a uh, reminder to you of what you do, but whatever it is, it's also version 1.0 mm. Mm. and as time goes on and you keep stuttering your way through that and we've got a course that can help you on that Did yeah. I stutter this?
0: He's wrong. I must be really good at stuttering because I didn't hear any stuttering. Oh, no, you've been around me too long. Um, <laughs> Say that again.
4: But, I'll just start but I think that it is essentially version 1.0 and as you keep um, incubating that in your head and as you keep reading that out to other people, to yourself, it will become version 1.1 or 1.2, 1.3. But as, as I tell people who write speeches, <coughs> the hardest thing with writing speeches speech is to start. Because once you start, like even if you just ramble it off five minutes of, of material, you've got a speech. And that'll sit in your head whether you like it or not, incubate itself. And you'll have a slightly better speech when you wake up the next day mm. and the day after, and the week after
0: that, and the month after that. Right.
3: So I think ha- having
4: done what Danny's done, if we all do that, because I've really been thinking about doing that, and I need to get it started, because who who knows where that will gel to and consolidate down into, and you'll apply your own words each of us. will find our own words that we're happy with and just go,
0: but mm. We
6: look forward to hearing yours this
0: mm. time. Next week. Well, do we need to give you some accountability? Thank you.
5: But it's interesting. Um, I started doing, building a specific type of those, which was an elevator pitch. Uh, and a lot of people don't like them. Okay. I'm one of them. And he's one of them. Um, <laughs> but my view of it is, is that if you have something like that, and it's not just for the the time in an elevator because I think the description in actual fact is what partly what puts people off. But there's there's always situations where you're gonna find yourself having somebody will say to you, you know, it may be that you may be two or three people who are talking to one person and one person moves out of the room and so you've got three people there and they're looking at one and one of the first things they'll normally say to you is, What do you do? What do you do? And, you know, if you want to appear professional and proficient and capable, then if you mumble something around there that sort of floats around and is airy-fairy, then what sort of impression are you going to make? you Are going to make precisely the wrong impression? You've got to actually be able to articulate. And some people can do that naturally. I know Sharon can because she's very good in terms of her communication skills. Here's the thing. A lot of people can't do it easily, and what you've got to do is do exactly what what um, what Robert said, and that's basically that you start something, you try it out, and if you have problems with it, what you do is you refine it. Now, the problem may be around the language, or the problem may be around the idea that you're getting across. It's not really saying what it is that you do. Okay? And i give a give you a classic example of that. I'm actually in the communication business. But if somebody said to me, what do you actually do? I actually help people improve their confidence. That's what I do. That's the main focus of everything that I do. But it, oftentimes it takes working on something like that to actually solidify
0: it and get it set in your own mind so it's out there and you can use it. Thank you, David. I think that is the got with that. Oh, he's got here. balls. Yes. Um, Did you hit the ball first?
6: Sorry. uh, (laughs) No, you carry
0: on. That's fine. She's too scared of you. (laughs) No, no. no.
6: She's halfway through. She's only small. (laughs) Halfway through and I'll go outside. I think that's the problem with that title of elevator speech and that walking into a meeting and someone saying, what do you do? People always sort of say, oh, you're supposed to come up with something quirky and... You know, I should be saying something like, oh, you know, I look after your greatest assets and blah blah blah. Well, if someone turned around to me and said, I look after your greatest assets, I'd be telling them to. Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: right. That's Trust right. me, that's not the answer. My mind, <laughs>
6: my mind was an overdrive. Yeah. Not oh, those okay. assets, mate. Yeah,
3: there is that fine
1: line between making an elevator speech for the sake
0: of making an elevator speech and
6: actually just knowing what you're doing for a business that's and right. being able to articulate it. that clarity, and that's, right. that's yeah. right. And that's the problem with that other place that people go to for networking and having to do it in a minute.
0: That's right. Don't there's, forget the, Helen's there's other the places? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Helen, we've been waiting. It better be good. It is good. Excellent. Um,
6: for Nick's
3: purposes, I'm a photographer, and um, but I do more, way more than just photography. So for me, I fine-tune my pitch for... Pretty much who I'm talking to. So maybe I'm someone's asking me about work. So I would fine tune it towards that type of work. Maybe it's sports photography. Maybe it's portrait photography. Maybe it's editing. But what I um, have done in the past, and I s- still do it if I'm looking for work, is my CV. I change it for whatever job I'm going for. So yeah, I dumb down, numb down other bits and push other bits up. So mine always changes. Mm. Mm. And I'm sure a lot of other people's does if they have different facets within their profession, mm. I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, got it very good actually. Yeah, nice. Um ignite, leave it, leave it, leave it. You've got it. Absolutely. Uh, Mark, my best friend. Well, just picking
1: up on that elevator speech thing and and um you know, I heard it coming into the industry insurance that I'm in now for three years and and it's often like a mantra of this is what you need to do and this is how you capture it. But I do fear that so often it becomes a, um, almost like a verbatim rendering of this paragraph. And it would be like Danny taking his, his 1.0 thing and just learning it off Pat and pitching it out there because that never comes across as being natural and whilst you might get some level of fluency in it so I'm of the belief that if you want to mature it to, to um, elevate a speech to 2.0 then you you have to just capture some key ideas but every time you trot it out they could be in a different sequence of things so you're sounding natural and, it's, and you get that fluency coming through because so often people might hear something but they're not hearing the message, they're looking at the the stilted way or the way that you're actually speaking, and that's, that's not
0: the way you want it to come across. I find it difficult being dyslexic because that's the problem of reading. And I think if I watch myself uh, or listen to myself even on a podcast, sometimes I'm surprised what I've actually come out with. And I've learnt with David help, actually, that it's actually the way you say something, not actually what you say. And if you like read off a card... Um, it's this, and, and this is the problem I have with the word pitch. Because if I'm standing in front of somebody who's just been bowled a ball and he pitches, uh, it's uh, it's quite hard, and it's you know, and I just don't like that word pitch. And I think people who maybe believe in something, they some advertising, you know, and believe it because it's just been pitched to them a week. I like people investigate, and we have Nick who has the ball, and then we have that guy there. No. No, oh, there's, there's all of a sudden two Nicks. Not, no, yeah. That's Nick and that's Nick. That's, yes. right. that's got to be complicated, guys. That's <laughs> actually but, Nigel be not. Not. Nigel's. Nigel. Or the
6: N's, the
7: three N's. Okay. I want to pick up on what Rob and what Mark for saying too because I know for myself I have gone on the one point zero one two three route and I recently shifted to the 2.0 because unfortunately Chris Cameron isn't here today. Over the last few weeks he's been helping me Actually, redefine what I do, and it's been a very interesting exercise. And I've discovered I've gone from being someone who is interested in um, affordable housing to someone who's actually more interested in design within the built environment, of which affordable housing is just one aspect. And for me, that's been quite a shift. So, going through this kind of exercise, and you fairly, do actually you do actually end up refining your own position by how you choose to word it if that makes any sense mm.
0: I like that and thank you nice.
2: picking up on that we did a similar exercise with someone who we had what we thought we did and then we drilled it back down to what we actually did and then he wrote me some really nice copy that I was meant to say for events and stuff and what I realised is drilling it down to what we actually did means I can go off and to what we do every time because if I read that copy out A read it reads like it was written by her. Yeah. But B, it doesn't feel authentic, and mm. like Helen, I adapt what I say based on who I'm talking to, particularly because there's three cases. But, but now you've got a but, better
7: structure for it as well, yeah. haven't you? Yeah.
2: yeah. But that's what I was saying, knowing those key elements that you yeah. just pluck out, yeah. you it all your business, we do this. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and quite often I'll start with professional problem solvers for business, which is nothing like what our copy says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's okay that's what we do um, and then I'll broaden that as people ask questions but it's just it's easier for me to add lib than it is to try and remember it. and he is frustrated as hell because he's like how did that go I was like oh, that's not what I said
0: but yeah but sometimes yeah. your advertising might need to meet the expectations of people in your industry yeah. but the reality is like us we're yeah. business networking people come to get referrals yeah. and leads and now we offer business support yeah. but if I advertise on my marketing material, we offer business support. I think anyone will search for it. No. So that's... Well, they're you know, looking for something like what I do, as opposed to what you do. For but that's that, support. Yeah. That's quite a major point of difference for you, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, and that's why I struggle with advertising, this sort of thing. Nick? I think... No, don't worry next. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it talks well, far too that. much. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah well, <laughs> you know, I just kind
8: of wanted to, you know, go on the point of, you know, going to your market. You know, I'm a accountant, so a lot of what I do is actually quite... Technical, mm-hmm. and you know, if I'm talking to somebody that's in the same in the same field, then you know, it's I can be using the technical terms. Where no, that's true. Then you know, and I like designed a whole, and you know, I designed a whole report that I thought looked um, amazing. Then it went out to my <laughs> test person, and they just said, "I can't understand this. This is crap." <laughs> you know, so yeah. and that and that for me was as a fi- as a financial person looked great. To your normal business user, yeah. wasn't you know, wasn't so yeah. great. well. That, that's a great analogy. Yeah. So it was, it was yeah. tailored for your particular audience. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, it was tailored for
6: me, not as audience, not
8: yeah. my audience. Yeah. 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 yeah, so I kind of then, I, then I went back and kind of worked with that person, and we got one that looks. Back.
0: And does it say something like you? You made this much, and you need to pay that much. You know what I mean? Because yeah. from their perspective, they just yeah. wonder how much yeah. tax they have to pay and why. But yeah. it's dressed <laughs> up beautifully, though, isn't it? Uh? It's dressed up beautifully. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, you know,
5: and and that <laughs> goes even further than that, people like Nick are forced um, into barrels in terms of how they pre- present their information mm. because they've got to comply with accounting standards. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And, honest, and you it? know, and, and you've, got, you've got all this inverted commas stuff Without somebody like Nick, who actually knows what the hell it all means, yeah. and can yeah. interpret it,
8: yeah, that's the that's the bit, is kind right. of turning it into. Yeah. Mm. You know, you're turning into, you taking something and you've got one. You kind of got your financial statement. Then you you almost need something with it. That's the um, that's yeah, Play that's the that control. they that they understand, and that's yeah. what I'm working on. That's really. the customer interface
1: where you actually yeah.
8: Satisfy both
0: parties. Yeah, satisfy both parties. And if you said, What are you selling? Oh, you're selling peace of mind to people in business. Yeah. So they understand where their business is at financially. Yeah. You know, if you say you're an accountant, I think being counter yeah. and you've got to make the figures, you know, but you do far more than that. Yes. Yeah, but so that's an angle. But that's really interesting because that
6: goes back
0: to what I was saying before. What did
6: you say? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I went to Nick and he said whatever it was that you just said, I'd just
0: go with a tosser mm-hmm. And you? I'd
6: be on to the next accountant. Because
0: you want something more technical?
6: I don't want that. Well, did you say? I provide financial... We'll give you a piece peace of mind. A piece of, yeah. I,
0: you don't want peace of mind from your accountant? You yeah, I do, but I don't want
6: him to pitch
0: that to me. Oh, right. You pitch. just want that. This is what I do. This yeah. is
6: what I do. I actually just want to know that he's an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Which goes yeah. go the to think everything that those a other... A credible accountants, And then you, and you
8: have sort of a trust associated with the yeah.
6: name accountant. But, but, you know, I want you to say I am an accountant and... You um,
0: might say, I'm different because, or... I'm a chartered accountant. accountant, but well, well, no, yeah. not everyone is these days. Yeah. But I, I, think,
1: sorry, sorry, no. I, I think so often that thanks, what thanks. you want in your accountant, and what so many accountants don't actually often provide, they provide the books and the things and the numbers from here and here and in being reconciled, so all balances there... But actually sometimes the accountants that make that point of difference to you as their client is that they are able to offer some sound and sage financial advice about, you know, we're looking into this particular area, are you aware that these trends are indicating such and such? So you're getting a bit more from it. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
7: Cool. But Um, even more on that though, Um, being an accountant is a bit like either being a lawyer or a builder or a photographer. (laughs) There's a bit more to it. Than what do you specialise in? Do you have a specialty within your audit, within your yeah. practice, as an auditor for example, or whatever it is you do? So I think that's always the next thing. I'm an accountant, and I specialise in whatever the arena is So you always need to speak a secret because
6: you need to find out what I do
0: so that you can tailor your answer to what i <laughs> um, I listened to a, an intelligent book once, and they said you should be able to find what you do in six words. And i just had some branding done for Elite Six way back, and it was uh, generate... Was it uh, meet new people, generate new business?
5: Hmm.
0: And I thought, oh, it's six words. It must be good. But I don't know, slogans. Uh, you know, can you define yourself in six words? Rob, you, we're going to start another well, subject with you. So tell I'm us what it is. I'm going
4: to pull this right back. because I'd oh, okay. like to consider the con- conceptual basis here, if you like. There is a, a message... To an audience. But the audience is changing all the time. Mm. So, for example, and I won't use anybody else, I will use me. So, <laughs> right. if you put on my Anticular hat, okay, I might have a, a message that encapsulates what I do that I need to hear to remind me of what I should be focusing on. Mm. From that, I had the core of what I do. To a prospective person who's going to sell me something, I may modify that to basically a sales pitch of why they should sell me their items. If I turn that around again to my customer who's buying something, right, why would you buy from it? Well, that's not going to be the same as the supplier of goods or it could be fundamentally different, actually. But you need to identify each of your audiences. When you come up with essentially what you do, you then, and I do think that is the starting
0: one, what is it that you do? And then you can work
4: out how how that refers to each one of your audiences?
0: I've got an interesting target for you. Now, hold I, I'm holding I on.
4: Think, I I'm think that on. if we do not identify each one of our audiences, yeah. right, we will not have total clarity on what the message is. But I can tell you one thing: that when I was doing valuation services, right, it was exactly the same to everybody mm-hmm. because they wanted stuff valued. That was it. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the things that is actually coming up here is that when you provide a service as almost diametrically opposed to when you provide a product, a physical product, physical product. I I was thinking if Fiona was in here, hello Fiona, uh, talking about her chocolate, it'd be very simple how she describes what she does around. It tastes good. But we're different because our service may change depending on who wants the service and
0: what they want from it but her pitch would change because she sells wholesale so if she's buying selling a product to somebody who's going to eat it versus somebody who's trying to make a, a, a you know a profit yeah. out of it yeah. or somebody who's maybe buying it uh, as a caterer and who's going to cook mm-hmm. with it you know and that would again be slightly different sorry because it, it flows directly get your hands off a Mine was too. Okay.
1: Here you
0: go. chicken yeah. <laughs> anyway, flying
1: on directly from Rob.
0: It's very general. Yeah. Yeah. Next coin.
1: I agree that you have to you clearly in business need to know your audience and the person you're communicating with. And I guess one of the skills that I brought into the insurance brokerage industry was my years of being a school principal where I used to have to wear multiple hats. So I, I was able to talk to, to children at a certain level to parents, to uh, teaching staff, to senior leaders, to Ministry of Education folk, to ministers of the Crown. And so, by doing those sorts of things and recognising that, the style and manner did suddenly change. And I think in industry, we need to be conscious of that, that we um, are fitting into those sorts of things.
0: So- Oh, sorry, just just wait there, Maybe wait yeah. long enough. Um, thinking, doing this pitch thing, right? If you were to stand up in front of 100 people and you had to do a pitch on your business, uh, you don't know what the audience is theoretically like to a certain degree, so that's sort of, you know, that's you where you a pitch is. Know you would
6: where the 100 people came from. Yeah, you would still know enough mm-hmm. about
2: that audience. And if yeah. you're attuned
1: to the, your audience... You will know in the first one or two minutes whether those first sentences that you're saying, how they're being read by looking at the front row or in terms of body language.
0: Yeah, and then you change your angle. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, it's next turn.
4: Well, I do think in that situation, though, that if you were talking to an audience like that, you would need to know, why did I get asked here?
0: Yeah. And, and
4: what are you trying to achieve? <coughs>
0: Let's go back to that after Nick gets well, it. That's the same good thing with the
2: products, though, and the chocolate. For her brand, she's got the current consumer, she's got the wholesale, but she's got different consumers in the fact that some are interested in the fact that it's fair trade chocolate, some are interested in the fact that it tastes good, some are interested in the fact that it's a high-end product. So it's still, while she's selling a product, she's still got different consumers that she's got to and different consumer tastes that she's got to play to within that, so it's it's like talking to the kids versus teachers versus parents, you're still tailoring what you get across based on who you're talking to, and if you've got someone who's written you copy, it's going to look amazing on a website, that's the whole plan but you've really, no matter who you're talking to, unless you tailor that every time to who you're talking to, how they're reacting and how you actually get on with them but I'll say something very different to you to someone that I've never met before. I'll, I'm a lot less professional with him. Mostly. Everybody does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't 100% say I'm professional with everyone. But it's, everything's got to be tailored because otherwise people are just, and it's that pitch thing, people are just like, what the hell are you trying to sound like? It's got to sound like you're actually...
6: And even when you're writing in things, I'll quite often send an email to my dad and say, can you write this and not
2: Sharon at all translate can you write
0: yeah, yeah. you're more professional yeah, yeah. than what I've done yeah, see for hire. Can, can you translate
5: please? see for heart <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that that's <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, David Clarkson I, I just from my point of view I think in actual fact there's some middle ground in there which is perhaps what we need to think about <clears throat> and I just wonder how many of us have been in a situation where somebody has said has said, you know, what do you do? You know, what are you about? And you've come away and you've given them an answer, and you've thought afterwards that in actual fact I miss either one key point, or or two key points, or something. And so from from my money, I hear everything that that have been said, particularly around relevance, because otherwise, if it's irrelevant, who's don't <coughs> want to know anyway? So that that I think that's that's a, almost a given. Um, but I think unless we actually spend some time to get our ideas clear, right? so that we know that we've got to at least cover those key points and that we don't forget them, and even if it's had a little acronym we have in the back of our mind to say, you know, we've got to cover A, B, and C and D or whatever. Mm.
6: So, just on that then, what would your suggestion be? You walk out of that meeting and you've gone, oh crap, I forgot to mention X. Mm. What's the f- follow up to that.
5: Oftentimes mm-hmm. you don't get the opportunity yeah. to follow up and that's yes. the problem.
6: I, yeah.
1: I find though that if you've had that and you've you're a little bit further advanced with that person is that I will and there's a already a, a follow up yeah. I, I do I do a written follow up yeah. or text and so, just to get back there. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't got that relationship that's the lost opportunity. That's yeah, I think a
4: website because you know like a lot of mm-hmm. people with this is a business interaction. A lot of people are going to go to your website, and I think that uh, all of these books are valid. You know, like the the segmentation of your market, identifying what they are, what their needs are, or what their wants are, etc. etc. So that when you do communicate on a website, which is a general platform, no one reads. No, I can tell you what, right, and a few organisations I've been in, website, number one marketing tool, right? They know the product that they want, they go look at the website, the website closes the deal, or, or at least instigates the lead.
0: Gives them credibility.
4: But I th- well, can give them the credibility as well, Yeah, you know, maybe that's what it is. But whatever you're writing on that website, has to, I, I feel... Clarify your main points, as David has alluded to, while being careful and and understanding of the other segments and and clarifying your main points in a way that will not turn any other segment off. And I think that's one of the key things, because sometimes, and we've all heard this, we we know the person because we've had, had the opportunity to understand them. We know the person. We like the person. We trust the person. We rate the person. But their pitch turns us off. If that had been our only
0: interaction. Need a volunteer. Helen. Yes. Hi. You got 30 seconds. Starting in five seconds. To just tell us no more than 30 seconds exactly what you actually do. 29 seconds.
3: Oh, okay. Um, I'm Helen, I'm a photographer, I run my own business, mode to v Photography, I specialise in sports photography, portrait photography, I also um, do event photography, I edit photos and um, I can do custom photo shoots for you, so whatever you would like, um, I can come in and organise that for you. Time's up. Yep.
0: Okay.
3: I think I waffled.
0: Maybe could be okay. So what what does people what do people hear when they? I was just using an example. I mean, what? No, that was
6: actually pretty decent. I hate two arms. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. David might have been counting a bit more money. I wasn't. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I didn't (laughs) actually.
3: I only heard one arm. Isn't that funny? Yeah.
0: So the first thing I always get from Helen is, "Hi, I am Helen Oakes. I am a photographer." So that that's Is probably, that good? well I think that's a yeah. necessary I don't yeah. know. It's, it's a necessity. Yeah. yeah and that's polite and that's not assuming they know who you are. Yeah. Because yeah. I think people assume who they are. I am sorry, yeah. if I may um, I remember going to a presentation once and which you guys stood up
7: and said, I'm not gonna bother introducing myself because you all know who I am. I hate that. Oh, nice. And you in yeah. from there yeah. I'm thinking, I have no idea who you are. Yeah. I yeah. said to yeah. a guy afterwards. Who's that arrogant soundsa? He said, Oh, that's
0: who it was? Prime Minister of New Zealand. you I had no idea who he was, but he just assumed it. Mm. Dreadful. Yeah, so it's, it, it's etiquette in it, isn't it? Hey. I had a situation
6: yesterday, I've been dealing with a new
0: development company based out in Lincoln, and I've been talking to the airy-fairy
6: marketing guy, if you
0: put it that way. Did um, <laughs> you tell him that? Sure, uh, no, 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 he knows that. Anyway, I went
6: down yesterday to go to their offices to meet the rest of the team and to go and have a look at one of his buildings and he introduced me effectively to his boss. Mm-hmm. So he just said, this is Sharon from Komenovic. Partway through the conversation, he said to me, so how do you get into property management or whatever? And I said, oh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so then I came back to Christchurch and bought the franchise. And he looked at me and he went, Oh, so you're the franchise owner. I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd better change how I start talking
0: to you then. What?
6: And is this just... the
0: eerie, fairy or the big bloke? No, no, this is the big bloke. Mm-hmm. I just... Different, lots of respect for different people, in the way. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I
6: just thought... Because I've had people say to me before, oh, you're just a property manager. I'm just like, oh, whatever. it out. Um, mm-hmm. But because I never introduce myself as the franchise owner or anything like that, I just say, oh, I'm a property manager.
0: The um the thing I thought so, Helen could have. So, so what yeah. did you learn from that by that one lesson? Not these. That's one of those.
6: They was twenty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't have podcasts. <laughs> it
6: is really interesting. and I probably did learn that in certain environments, and especially when I'm talking to someone who is a developer and could mean a lot of business to me down the track, that maybe I do need to say that. But my
1: modesty. Ooh.
6: Well, yeah, I mean it's just my personality.
0: I'm I'm just, this is what I do and I'm just Sharon and I don't need to tell you that I own the business. Remember James and he said he just, he does, um, he used the word just and he said he owns a small picture framing business and then he all of a sudden removed the word small and never said just. And it's hard because that's like an and or an art or a bar, uh, mm-hmm. you yeah, know. So you are franchise owner. That doesn't sound yeah. that great, but I mean, you know what I mean. It's, but to him, yeah. that was probably
6: going to be. Yeah. But you know, I walked out of there with him going, "Okay, well these
0: three get finished on blah blah blah?" And I'm talking about taking over management. Or, you know. So just just going back to Helen there. I I because I know Helen well. Do.
6: Yeah.
0: I, yes. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have liked to hear her saying, uh, "I'm a photographer and I'm passionate about doing sports photography." And I have some of the latest and the greatest technology in my business that I love using and capturing those moments for you or whoever it is. Do you know, it's
3: funny you say that because I've sat here and my mind's ticking over yes. going, I should have said that, I should have said <laughs> yeah. that. It's because I'm on the spot and then I was struggling at the end to go, what else? Um, yeah. Yeah. But if I had that rehearsed, I would definitely, yeah, include that to sort of, for yes.
2: yeah, kind of
0: yeah, for that. yeah, that's really cool. And that, that's an awesome example. Now, yeah. we. sorry, I... Uh, I, 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 I it it yeah. is
4: an example, though, of of that impromptu ad-lib was version 1.0. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you're already entered Yeah, I'm already thinking, what could I have added?
3: And
4: yeah. You missed out mode de V. Mm-hmm. And if anybody... No, I said mode did, de V. Yeah, no, no, you did. Uh, no, look, look, look yeah. You missed it out for me. Even if you said it, you see right now, this is one of the things, because sometimes when we say too much, we don't say the key things to the key people that are listening. And emphasise
1: the call. Yeah, because I
4: didn't hear it. Okay, okay. Right. So, mm. I heard Helen and photographer and editing photos, and I thought, oh, that's quite interesting because I wouldn't have thought that was your key thing. But that's what I heard, yes. even if you said something different.
0: Okay. See, so, so my, my rant often I don't mention Elite Six. I often say I, I get businesses together and help them communicate together. And at the end of it, I'll say, Elite Six, oh, yeah, I've heard of you guys. Or if I start with Elite Six, I may, may actually, uh, they might assume what I'm doing, I'll lose their interest. So I often start with what I'm doing and how I do it and what I'm trying to accomplish. Like I say, the passion, I think, if people see your passion, it's very um, very good, good, catchy, nice. Sorry, now we are going back a bit, uh, so we'll go back to the balls. David?
5: I was just going to say, you, your opening is, is, is absolutely fine. And as soon as I thought of it, sort of one of the guys that we, we've probably all heard, and that's, um, hi, Michael Hill Jewel. Oh,
3: yeah. Okay. Yeah.
5: Simple. And everybody, boom! Mm. We're straight with them straight away. So that, I believe, is a, you know, that's good. Yeah. That's right on the button. I think the other thing is that if we've had a chance to... There is a difference between over-rehearsing but going back to your word about passion. Okay? If we are enthusiastic and passionate about what we do, if we've had a chance to think about it beforehand, we then get the ability... To be able to translate that passion into what we're saying to those people. So there you go. And that's and and let's face it, <coughs> people are suckers for enthusiasm, especially reflected with a smile on their face.
0: You know, and, and, and I just uh, hey, is that not what is
5: that? No, no, no. What you say is equally important. Oh, uh, body language. No, forget about the... Let me get one um, right. (laughs) (laughs) It's
6: a package.
5: Big package. uh, (laughs) What you're talking about is that Moravian thing that said body language is everything, which is a whole lot of crap because it's taken out of context and people use it the wrong way
0: around. Okay. On the course, I'll, I'll tell you how to write from Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Right now we've got uh, we've got Nick, Nigel, Nigel. Nick, Who
7: did Nick, you, do you? Yeah, um, Nigel. Can I go back to Sharon for a minute? Sure. It's your comment about being a property manager. I'm wondering if there's a degree of negative connotation around that sometimes. Are you better saying I am a business owner and I specialise in property management? Is there any advantage in that?
6: In yesterday's environment, absolutely. But when I hear you say that, it just doesn't um, sit okay. comfortably with my... Because I don't know how many people around here would go,
5: why did you bother saying you're a business owner? Yeah. I, just, I, I, mean, opposed... yeah. I Can I, sorry, yeah. interesting. I, you know what I reckon it is? I'm just sitting here trying to analyse why you think, and I think in actual fact, Maybe the thing that puts you off when they do that sort of thing is they're big noting and it's all about them, it's not about you.
6: Yeah. I, I, mm.
0: right. I hate that question, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally agree. I yeah.
4: think that we mould and we learn subconsciously what should come out of our mouths. So I think right, when you're talking most of the time, you're thinking, this is the customer and I'm going to talk as if they need some property management. I'm a property manager, you know. so we've got that connection going on, and this is the level that I'm talking about. But if you actually went into an entrepreneur group and you said you're a property manager, they may think, well that's kind of like an employee type of thing, you know, why are you in this room? But if you walked in the room and said, I own a property manage co- manager's yeah. company, okay right, now you're an yeah, entrepreneur. So, it kind of depends how how you want to present yourself. I've been actually thinking since you said that, if I walked out and and I saw you in your business and I've gone in there as a property manager and you said, hi, my name is Sharon, I'm the owner of the United Franchise. I'm thinking, oh my God, because now, oh my God, I just want to talk to like a normal property manager who you are like up here. And I've... Yeah. i started thinking on some other plane that I wanted to think
1: on. Mm.
4: You know, yeah, but, then, but the
1: reality head. is that that's not happening because while you're in there, and that's been said, you've got a greyhound licking the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and it puts it back
2: into perspective. I think for for that particular instance, I think for that particular instance It actually comes right back to what we said at the start, is picking your audience, Mm -hmm. and because he's a property developer, and this is a gross generalisation, but he's probably got an ego the size of Christchurch, Mm -hmm. Um, so it plays to his ego to be talking to the business owner. Yeah. So, for you, reading your audience there, it's about, hey, I'm the business owner, and picking that. And all then it comes
6: back to, I didn't even say who I was. Yeah, that's, yeah that's He right. just he yeah, was Sharon okay. from Pono, what, what about saying he assumed what, something? Yeah. So it wasn't. A, I yeah. did introduce myself as a property
0: manager, but he assumed I was yeah. the property manager, mm. and then had to texted. Because what's on your business cards yeah. yeah, yeah. What about? What about saying you manage uh, hmm. a team of property developers? That's yeah, probably me. Yeah, no it,
6: it just doesn't. I guess I was brought up really quite common and I don't put labels onto
0: people Ooh.
6: and it really frustrates me.
0: No, this this is a really good topic, because, though, isn't
2: it? Yeah, and it's the same thing I struggle with as well because. Yeah, having the company, as well as in going out and doing the work, mm. it's really hard to work out when you say you own the company, mm. and when you when it's actually in your best interest just to be the monkey that does the work. Mm. Mm. Um, At the
6: end of the day, if he wants to use our services, and I'm, my dealings will never really be with him, but if they want to use my services, then I am a property manager, I do my job bloody well, who cares what my title is? Because
2: there you go. And
6: no, it's unfortunately, it, it comes
2: across there's,
7: hugely. There's possibly a degree of covering yeah. here too, because he needs to go higher up
1: and say, "Well, I'm dealing with the manager." Uh, I, I sort of agree with sort of both points of view in terms of how you promote yourself. But clearly, if you know that the status of that person that you're talking to, like the company owner or this mm-hmm. business, maybe that's the opportunity to. Because it's not about you; it's about how they perceive you. Mm-hmm. Is that you're is drop, dropping time. that in? Yep. And I know that that being an ex-principal has actually been hugely beneficial to my role. So I'm not out there big noting that that's what I used to be. But I caged it in the sort of commentary by saying, you know, one of the things that I learnt in my past life role as a principal was so mm-hmm. and so, and you know very well that they now have seen you in know, a different light than the general you know, run-of-the-mill insurance broker that they've typically dealt with. Mm. Mm. It certainly helps
6: out. when I turn around and say, back when I was
0: a bodyguard, this is what I used to say. Yeah, I used to say, the target shooting. Yes. Um, all right, so where are we at with this? We've got about 12 minutes to go before we've, we've done our hour. Probably just got a team waving around. Can we do a yeah. wee summary on it? No. <laughs> Not on what you're going to say, because that's never a summary. You Thank you. <laughs> I think this comes down to stereotypes, and the
4: word stereotypes has got very negative connotations these days. But actually, in, in terms of our understanding and our realigning of thought patterns or whatever, they're very, they're right, incredibly strong. On, on this podcast right now, when people listen to this, people are going to stereotype each person in this room by things like their name, their voice, what we have said we do,
0: mm-hmm. how we, we describe them. Except what Jim, the drug did. dealer in the corner, who isn't sitting there yet.
5: Yeah, we weren't going to talk but about you...
4: Jim.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's just um, to it. You made a, a point that you probably unthinkingly
4: made, almost in a way, All right, and you suggested that um, Helen should have used the word passion mm-hmm. when she was explaining what she does. Why? Now the reason why I is that you, you had stereotyped the type of person that would use that word mm-hmm. and you had stereotyped it in a positive way. So you have attached good, good connotations to someone who says, I'm passionate about photography, I'm passionate about Personal fitness. I'm passionate about our account mm-hmm. uh, or, or whatever. And I think that the whole thing is is that we do operate in a wor- world of labels and stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And so the, the words that we use to describe ourselves, people are running them through their own individual mm-hmm. filters. And some people, I'll tell you what, me,
0: mm-hmm.
4: if mm-hmm. I get passionate, I think piss off. Yeah, because know. because my perception of someone who describes himself as passionate, right, is is really shallow, it's really focused on business, it is jargon, and to me it is quite impersonal language because I have never gone to a barbecue or a social event in in my realm and had someone goes, Oh my god, I'm so passionate about it. You know, from oh my, my goal, it's lower. Mm-hmm.
0: So don't use that, Helen. You know, wouldn't
3: <laughs>
4: be around those type of people. And so that person is a total disconnect. What but if I said... In Christchurch, it may not be.
3: What if I said, because part of my photography, I absolutely love editing. If you said I love editing,
1: yeah. Yeah. I instantaneously yeah. relate to that. Yeah. It. So it's the things that you say, the listener... Yes. Yeah. Hears or senses that you are passionate about, yeah, it, yeah, and what you say, yeah, rather than saying you're passionate.
3: Yeah, I used to another um, story. I used to work in television, and I was really proud of my um, time in TV and what I did, and it was a really high pressure job. And I'd often say to people, uh, they'd say, "Who do you work for?" And I'd say, and um, and what I would get back, and I think it was just jealousy, was. Oh, were you the one that made the mistake, blah, blah, blah. And I would always get that. And I worked in Australia for the ABC, and I'd say, um, I'd work on sports events, and I had friends that would go, oh my golly, that picture, is so bright and so dark, did you work on that? And I'd get all this flack, and I would, and I got sick of actually saying that I worked in television, because... Everybody would be really negative. You
1: needed a different group
3: of friends. Well, yeah, and, and yeah. I did graphics as well, so the graphics that came up on the screen and, you know... Uh, yeah, there's always mistakes in the graphics because you can't get it perfect half the time. Keeps the and then away. I would get that again. Oh, did you put that up? Oh, someone put the wrong picture up. And they have no idea
0: I did. Like
3: what goes into the background of it like and who puts and the pictures up. Yeah, they thought I did everything. Yeah, camera... Yeah, everything. And it just used to really piss me off. And, and I often, you know, I sometimes get that with photography.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And if, why are people like that? i that yep. you worked yep. in TV
4: yep. on your website yeah. linked to photography. I would think that's a plus. Yeah. But it could have been that in, in that environment, them running it through their filter. they thought mm. you are... Not name dropping but your are um...
3: big noting? Yeah. 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 That's often right. why I don't say it as well. And some of the jobs I've worked on are quite big and so I don't mention it. I worked for here's name dropping. I worked for Anne Geddes, the baby mm. photographer. Oh, okay. right. And yeah, and I don't tell people because people are you like didn't oh, tell me? No, I probably haven't. Yeah. Thanks. I just say <laughs> I used to work for a baby photographer because people think I'm big noting and dropping names and so I don't say those mm.
0: things. I used to work for um, um, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Pay my taxes.
6: Yeah.
0: David's <laughs> um, busting to say go, we've got five minutes to go.
6: Yeah,
5: yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to Sorry. counter with, with what Rob said. Um, I think if somebody says to me, hey, I'm passionate about doing something, and it's in my face and it's in my eyes, I'm not upset about it. There is nothing wrong and nothing bad about the word passionate. Here into
0: the first lesson. <laughs> You're Passionate about something speaking, the and if you saw the animation, <laughs> yeah. But
3: uh, right. it
2: <laughs>
0: so would you would you rather work in a job or do something you're passionate about? Definitely.
3: Yeah. That should be the same. Yeah. 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 Cool.
7: The only thing I was going to say is, in the back of my mind here, the I'm wondering what degree yeah. of the Kiwis. Tall poppy syndrome
6: coming through. It is. We are huge and we are big on that.
2: You talk to the Americans and they'll be like, This is me and I'm here. Yeah, Yeah. 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 absolutely. Because they sit in a meeting
5: and listen to that and they're like, Oh, for God's sake, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. But I reckon that's changing now in this country. I think actually, tall poppies are more acceptable now than they have been. Michael Hill Jewel is a good example.
7: Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. You know? Um,
7: I was going to say there's an interesting story around Michael though, and that is that when they really concentrated on him as the person some years back they realised that if he was to die all of a sudden the whole thing would fall over so they spent a couple of years transitioning from him as the person presenting to Mm. advertising which has sort of
0: pulled him out of it Briscoe's comes to mind as well that lady they had that one model all the way through Oh, and just finishing with the
1: Michael Hill saying when well, he started up in Whangarei, where, was, where I come yeah. from, yeah. my mother was his first employee. Pre- <laughs> oh, right. yeah, cool. cool, Michael Hill, jewelry. And it
7: <laughs> me too, because he also tried shoes, and it was a bad yeah. thing. That's right. Oh, it was right. Yeah. Yeah. was yeah. that
3: before the jewelry? No, no, that's, no. no, that's no right. that was exactly
7: he was trading on his yeah. name with oh, shoes. Because yeah, yeah. 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 in my mind, I can remember some photographs <laughs> of shoes
5: sitting on loads of bread. Oh, yeah. But it was his wife, <laughs> Christ <laughs> Christine, who was the creative genius behind Yeah. OK. Yeah, behind every good man,
0: there's a woman. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I think with the shoes, he thought he had he had the business model and he could apply it for anything.
0: Exactly, he? Yeah. Right. I, I got another scenario for you. I um, when I'm with somebody and I uh, somebody else introduces me, uh, I like the words that come out of their mouth describing what I do, because there's two oxymoron on that. Is that basically I'm obviously they have understood what I do and and they get it, uh, and they've explained it to somebody else in a different way, which is more sincere rather than me pitching. So that's why you know we are in a kind of a referral network in a way that we refer each other. And we, like if I said, look, you've got thirty seconds to explain what Helen does, Helen would probably be sitting there going, oh, that's quite cool. You know, they've picked up things I didn't realise about my business. He's you know? just passionate
6: about sports.
0: Cat usually passionate. I saw. I saw I, well, I
4: heard a comment last night about a person who wanted to promote what they were doing to a different type of audience. Mm -hmm. And I'd I'd heard that happen quite a lot in this particular group. And the first thing that pops in my head is, why would you do that? The fact that you're not attracting that audience Mm -hmm. means that there's something about what you do or who you are or whatever that, that audience is not your natural audience, right, so I think that if, if we are going to uh, create a pitch or, or whatever it is that you want to call it, right, you know, if you want to change the word because you don't like pitch, whatever, mm-hmm. that consider, who is my current audience? Because this is the one that obviously I am relating to, sure.
3: All right.
4: so what would my current audience want to hear? Because if you're going to put something on on the website, it's probably where you need to go. Accentuate your strengths rather than trying to eliminate your weaknesses. Your weaknesses you may not understand why they're weak, but right. they obviously at this time are.
0: Now, Cool. So just uh, one minute uh, takeaways for today. What did you get out of coming in the door today? What do you think? You think? Oh yeah, it's a new way of thinking. Are you inspired to go the write something about controls. your business? <laughs> Say that again, please.
6: Visual images overall.
0: Okay. Do I put that for (laughs) takeaways? I don't think anyone else does that. Anyone else? If you
2: could take it away from me, I'd be around.
0: And we did have, um, we've got uh, a couple of three people who who said they were going to be here today, but they must have got held up, unfortunately, so we are down a few members. Again. Give me some takeaways. I think
1: there's been a whole diversity. Know your audience. Whole no, diversity yeah. of opinions, yeah. but when you sort of put pair up. it back and put it in together, it actually is, is quite a lot of synergies in there. We're pretty much on the same page it's around right. those sort of
0: things. Yeah. Mm. Okay. What you say? Just be authentic when you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Authentic. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. And next week's topic: uh, Define who you are. That's dangerous <laughs> I think that
4: does flow on from what we discussed today, and I think, uh, just to
0: get the last word on Dave, <laughs> two public trainers, speakers, is, and a, a yeah, shady well, look, antique dealer. History <laughs> Take history
4: not totally dissimilar, <laughs> and our, right, our environment Got the same haircut. raised in, maybe <laughs> I don't know, but, but the whole thing is, each person has their own truth. That's right based on their own experiences, right. right? So, you know, if if it works for you, you do it. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then don't try to mm-hmm. do what someone else, someone else is doing just because
0: someone else is doing it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you for the day, we'll, call it, um, we'll push the stop button on the recording and then we can have another meeting and say what we really thought about today's topic. <laughs> Yeah, and now yeah. sharing with her long, blonde dyed hair
4: and her <laughs> high heels and black I haven't female.
0: pushed stop yet. <laughs> I haven't pushed stop yet. But if you want to uh, check out our website, come along to our yeah, meetings, to meet some true cool true people, time. tune in um, to our next week's podcast or come along and join in. Yeah. Thank you. This is Danny DeHeck.